Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have the man, the myth, the legend, as always, Nick. Mom? Psych, I'm a raccoon bitch. Gantner, what's happening, brother? Nothing much, nothing much. Just uh, can't wait to talk about this wonderful game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if... You are the kind of person that only listens to review shows, because I know there's listeners out there that do that. I don't know why. I think some of the other stuff is a little more fun from time to time. But hey, listen to everything. But if you don't, uh, you're really confused right now, because you're like, hey, I thought you guys were doing that other game. And the answer is no. We audibled, because that shit wasn't working for me. It crashed a bunch of times. So uh, we decided to switch it up halfway and go with Crusader of Senti. That's right. Crusader Sensei for the Sega Genesis, released in 1994, also known as Soleil in the uh, EU region. That's right. Um, what called, like, Ragna Sensei, I think, in Japan or something? Something crazy name. I'm not even trying to pronounce. Uh, it was developed by Next Tech. It was published by Atlas in North America, really early Atlas title. Uh, it's pretty rare in uh, North America, as far as uh, I could tell. Like, uh, eBay price on this game is like 100 bucks, man. It's no joke. Um, much much more That's common right. overseas, but those are all region locked carts, so can't get out of that. I way. probably would not pay hundred bucks for this game. No, no, I wouldn't either. But I'll leave. We'll leave, we leave that to Blaine and James to decide for their show one day whether they pay that kind of scratch. The answer is no. Uh, but uh, it is not worth it. <laughs> uh, but if you're new here, what we do is we take a game, uh, RPG, really most time older RPG, and we give it a rating in several different categories. We got gameplay, story, music, visuals, replayability, and our overall experience. We score that bitch one through five. Tell you how we feel, and that's just how we do it. If you got a problem, fuck off. Or you could let us know. Or you could just let us know. Or you could leave one-star iTunes reviews and not let us know. I mean, that's what some people do. That's, that's definitely the best option right there. Yeah. Not that's... only will we not get what the fuck you're trying to tell us, what was wrong with the show, uh, but you can leave us uh, confused and butt-flustered a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's only happened six months ago, and we're still a little, little touched about it. But anyway, our first category, we'll get right into it, is gameplay. Okay, so this is a top-down action RPG uh, it is, I would say, fairly 
basic, but um, opens up, right? Like, uh, as far as, like, the moves particular to your character are kind of limited. You don't, it's not like uh, uh, Zelda where you get a bunch of different type of gadgets, you know, like a hook shot and a boomerang and all these other stuff, even though your sword kind of acts like a boomerang. Um, it's it's basically you have your, your swipe, you've got a charge sort of uh, fling attack, uh, yeah, uh, but it's really, it's, it's depth comes from your companion, your animal companions, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, that's pretty much the only, like, depth of the game, and it's not very deep. Um, like, because the, the companions you get, they mainly act as, uh, like, attrib- attribute improvement as opposed to actual, like, tools, so, like, uh, two of the pets, or animals, or whatever, uh, they just upgrade your throw sword attack to either fire or ice. Uh, one of them, like, makes the sword sticky. Uh, one of the animals makes you move faster. One of the animals makes you swing your sword faster and charge it faster. Um, but I would but, say um, for 94, that, that to me, it felt actually more in-depth than I was, I was prepared for, because you get two companions at a time, and they can interact with each other in some pretty cool ways, depending on uh, you know what those those companions you know do give you. So uh, you know, not, not really. Like there's one companion whose sole purpose is to power up whatever other companion you have equipped, and then the fire and ice one. If you put them together, they just make like a fire ice attack thing, and mm-hmm. then like that's basically it. Like there's no there's no real combos. Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not. I wouldn't say there, there are combos in like a, like a, Breath of Fire combining Dragonstone type combo, you know, deal. But I do feel like uh, it does give you enough flexibility to kind of change up a little bit, even if it does all kind of boil down to flinging your sword around. Um, you know, I was, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. Okay. I wouldn't go as far as saying it was. I I got super excited about it. Like it's it's not something that I would carry forward. You know, as like a oh I remember when we played Crusader Sentinel, you know, the fucking pets and shit, dog. No, it's not like that. But at the same time, I was like, oh okay, there's a lot of these. All right, all right. No, this is this is fine. Like this is cool. Like so, um, you know, for me, it was it was definitely a a positive in ye old Brent book. But if it didn't work out for you, that's fine. Uh, I mean, for me, it was I kept Flash and Leviathan on pretty much all the time unless I needed to do a puzzle. Yeah. Like, because, like, I didn't really see the point. Like, half, like you don't you don't get anything for killing enemies, really. Like, maybe mm-hmm. they'll drop a gold piece every yeah. once in a while. Nothing, nothing ever drops health. You have to find health. You have to hope to God you get some health out of some plant things. Like... Maybe I maybe I'm retarded to miss something, but I could not find a way to like reliably get any health restoration. No, it's it's ever. really it, like, it's really stingy in in that regard. Um, it, it's missing a lot of things. Like you know, it, it would do really well with like a potion. I mean, the cat gives you an extra life, but that's whatever. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's it is kind of like stingy. Playing the game, it was. Um, like sort of resource management with your your health in a way that you got to instead of like trying to enjoy the game if you, if you take too much damage uh, you're pretty much screwed unless you have the cat then you just revive with full health so it mm-hmm. became for me 
trying to get through an area as quickly as possible, whether that meant to like just running past enemies to get to the boss, especially if I was kind of low on health, and then uh, make a save state before the boss room and hopefully beat the boss so I can actually get my health back. Yeah. Um, or get I mean, lucky enough that whatever location I was in had a apple of life and I could just use that to heal myself. Yeah, I mean it's it's more it's it's definitely more about efficiency than its peers uh, in in terms of um you know resources as far as you know definitely your health goes. It it is stingy. I wish you know enemies would have a chance to drop an apple or they were just apples should have been. I felt like apples just in general should have been more common. You know, like it just it was it was overly taxing in that uh, regard. But um. There is one quality of life thing that I actually kind of liked, and that is going from zone to zone. Like, you don't have, you get the overworld map, and you don't have to do, there are sometimes you backtrack, but in the occasions you do, you don't have to go through like 20 screens to get back where you're going. You can get, once you get to the world map, you just go where you're going. And that was kind of nice, though. I mean, at least for me. Uh, I guess I thought that was okay. Like, it felt. Did it make the world feel immersive to me? It felt like it should have just been a platformer at that point. Yeah, cause... like it definitely gave uh, each each area more of a this is this is the blank level feel as opposed to yeah. a, a world. But well, it kind of did. There was a fire level. There was a ice level. There was mm-hmm. a desert level. There was a there's desert a, ruins level. There's there's air a... castle thing with the was yeah. that a castle in the sky place kind of like mm-hmm. it's the Tower of Babel. You talk about that yeah. for the air castle, yeah. and then yeah. they could get up into the peace land or whatever the fuck it is that hippie ass place um but uh i guess most importantly i should ask you because i texted you about this uh the other day it's like was this game like difficult to you because it was it kicked my ass like i'm not gonna lie like i struggled uh and for those that that are underwear like we called audible two weeks ago we had two weeks to beat this game so there was there was quite a bit of frustration from time to time on my part, but uh, definitely, uh, how do you feel as far as this game's difficulty goes? I think that this game had very like very pointed difficulty spikes. Okay. Uh, mainly concerning boss bosses. Oh uh, yeah, no. Well, that's the only real difficulty is the bosses. Like, I, there's not a whole lot of world enemies that once you figure out their gimmick, like it's really not too terrible. Um, well, for me, I think part of the difficulty, uh, like before, like in between the boss fights, came from the pits. Yeah. Because you could you could be like like two like maybe two to five like pixels away from a a hole, and then all of a sudden you start slipping and fall in, yeah. and I'm like. I was nowhere fucking near that. What the fuck? Or like the fucking bees that just push you in the fucking holes yeah. all the goddamn time. Or like you get hit by a monster, lose a apple, and then you, like the the velocity forces you in a fucking hole. You lose another well, apple. The I'm collision like, in this, this game shit. is 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 kind of trash. Uh, the collision detection is uh, especially with the sword. Like I've never played a game where like. It's like it's. I guess it's kind of realistic where you can't hurt hurt shit with the hilt of your sword. But like, come on. Yeah. Like something's that close to me. I don't want it to fucking hit me. I guess it mainly applied to like uh like cutting grass and shit. Like that yeah. was a pain in the ass. Oh god, yeah. yeah. It, it could be it could be kind of kind of trifling that way. But the the there are some bosses that are so much harder than others that. Well, yeah, like the fucking string box boss. I think Roxy was his name. Oh, that was like, so stupid. 
Oh my god. It, it was the worst fucking boss. That I died was like 30, fucking times. 30 minutes of running away from dick-shaped rope things until his heart came out of his body. Like, fuck that fight. And the stupid dragon... Oh my god, the dra- you got you got to constantly jump over his tail <clears throat> while he follows you around and shit. No, no, With fuck the, sword of the shield. Oh, uh, fuck that boss. Fuck it. Yes. It took me, dude. It took me like twenty minutes to figure out. Well, I guess not that long, but it felt like a long time to figure out. Like, I ha- you just run to the bottom and then you have to run to the top and then throw your sword at his head because that's the only time it won't block. I'm like, are you fucking, like, is this for real right now? <sighs> But like, th- like those were the two worst bosses, and everything else I didn't. I like I maybe got hit like three, four times against, and then beat it. Well, like it, uh, everything else wasn't that hard. Like uh, the, I love Leviathan after all those other bullshits because I was like, wow, this is easy as shit. Yeah, I mean that was kind of like playing pong with the fireballs was fine. Like, but I even died to the stupid, stupid retarded dog boss at the beginning because I was still working the out wolf? that. Yeah, I was still working out the um like a lot of the collision especially with like the sword and like dodging the little shits like flinging around because you get to him pretty quick and i was just getting so incessantly mad like you guys Brittany, i'm just like why the fuck is this so hard i don't get i know what i'm supposed to do you just move out of the thing and then you hit him with the god damn it and it's just like it, it was about that time it's like okay you just got to keep your sword charged up at all times and just that's the only way you do anything is by throwing the bitch like you yeah, don't don't what, ever run up and hit something. God forbid. Yeah, that's where I learned. Uh, if you're not holding the the button down, then you're not playing the game right. Like, yeah. cause there's no the the default should have been the sword button is held down, and then you like you pr- you hold A to like swing the sword or some bullshit. Cause yeah. like there's no reason to swing the sword ever unless you're trying to cut grass or chop rocks or whatever the fuck. Even then, if you get efficient in moving with the the boomerang effect, like you just you just do better cutting grass throwing the bitch. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like half the shit, like you throw the sword, it, w- it there would be clearance and it would get hit by something random. And like that was nowhere near whatever the fuck I was hitting, but okay. Well, the best strategy becomes to, to hit things with it on the backswing, right? You always kind of want to miss and then get the enemy between you and the, the, the peak of the sword throw. So it's hitting it on the way back like that. Oh, no, but I meant like, like you would throw it and there would be nothing you would think you would hit, but then oh, something... Yeah makes collision and it comes back and I'm like that's not what I wanted you fucking game also I don't know if it was me and like the way my controls were set up but I had a hell of a time trying to do anything diagonal oh yeah no yeah like every time I get stuck on something if I went and like read a read a, a walkthrough or watched a video of somebody else fighting the boss it's like how are you getting things to do like these other directions it's just I'm like oh my god I was struggling I struggled so bad man uh, I will admit that I used to walk through through the whole playthrough because uh, I couldn't be asked to figure some of the shit out. And if I had not, it probably would have been a more gritting experience trying to figure out what exactly a fucking supposed to do on some of these motherfuckers. But even then, knowing, uh, I still had some trouble with like the really difficult ones. But look, I mean, we 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 said we've been here for a few minutes yet, and we've we've been pretty harsh. But I'll be honest, like in general, I had a lot of fun. Uh, as far as the way the game played and some of the things it gave me, is it is it perfect? No. Is it the best action RPG ever? No. But uh, I had fun. Um, that could be because I was coming off of that. Uh, 
I can't even remember the game, the name of the game we were supposed to play. Now it's just gone. Septeracore. It just it might have been coming off of such the shitty experience that Septeracore was that I was excited to play something that was working and uh, for the most part was fluid and I could play. Um, that you know, because you know, it was in fact it was it's a very playable game. Uh, it doesn't. It's not. You know, I didn't have the same struggles like I had with say Brain Lord, where you know I was falling when I shouldn't be or things like that. Um, it feels a little, um, what am I looking for? Not, uh, completely thought out in places. Like, uh, we talk about the lack of apples or some of the, some of the boss mechanics. Some of it's like, there's, there's a gym here as far as like you had an idea and you had some pretty cool ideas, but I don't know if they were. 100 percent effect you know effective in practice um but that being said i did have fun uh and that for me goes a long ways um there wasn't a lot of uh stopping and walking away and not wanting to play um you know i it, it did pull me back to it even if it was kind of brutal so but uh what are some pros and cons as far as the gameplay is concerned uh for this game for you nick um it's definitely playable even if the controls are kind of slippery mm-hmm. um and i think that like the best part was finding all the animals and Certainly. uh like it's just using them to see what they do like i really enjoyed getting the cheetah and having a like i tried to get him like three times without just fucking bribing him to let me win uh and i, I just couldn't do it so i just bribed him to let me win because fuck that like uh who puts a fucking like racing game in the middle of this game? I don't understand. That. I mean, there's there's one in the out of nowhere in Chrono Trigger. I guess that's true. You have a point. <laughs> like, I mean, that came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably my favorite part of the game. Um, everything else is, if it didn't, it different, it did it okay. Um, I mean, I've got a kind of a long list of dislikes, so I guess we'll get to that after you're done with your. No, you go. What are some things you didn't like? I mean, what are your what are your cons? Okay. Um, in regards to gameplay, I thought that sometimes I could, like I said, the controls were kind of slippery, and that aggravated me. Like, I felt like it was too easy to fall in the pits and shit. Uh, like mm-hmm. sometimes making a jump, it had to be like a diagonal jump. Like I'd have, I learned you have to like go left or up or down or like go one direction and switch to another direction to kind of make that uh like finish the rest of the leap and you had to use the cheetah for that otherwise you weren't going to make it um and that kind of sucked a lot um other than that like like i said everything was kind of like not bad but not good like they did it okay um so yeah i mean aside from some of the bosses being shitty it's really all i got Okay. Um, well, for me, uh, some of the pros are, it. like I said, it was fun. And just in general, it was fun. Um, I liked, uh, you know, I guess I've played enough sort of floaty kind of jumpers that I'm, um, I kind of picked it up 
a little faster, but it can be can be frustrating to say the the least. And for me, the most important important part of this game was um, the challenge in the bosses. This is the first time this is has been a thing for me in a while. But like when I'd finally beat some of those harder bosses, it was like a fuck yes, fuck you, and the horse you rode in on yes. Like it felt good to finally beat some of these bosses. Um, they didn't quite hit the level of frustration for me um, that other games and other bosses have. It was, you know, uh, this game caused me actual physical pain because when I beat the the guy with the sword and the shield, like I stood up and I, you know, put my hands up like fuck yeah, and then you know the fan clipped my knuckle, so that was great. I felt like a real da- uh, dumbass, but uh, you know, whatever worked for me. Uh, some of the cons, it is, uh, like the collision detection, number one, is, is, is frustrating to say the least, and the, the idea that everything is just solved by me throwing my sword instead of actually swinging it, like, uh, I don't know, that, that to me, it diminishes, um, all of the gameplay, you know, cause you, you can't run up and do a little quick jab for your hit or whatever, it's just, you know, you forgot to have the thing on charge, or do whatever, you know, it's so easy to miss an opportunity to get a strike in on some of these things, even some of the world critters, like, I never even tried to fuck around with the bees, like, you see the bees, you just run, you find whatever way around to get past, or go away, as you can, like, because you're never gonna hit one, so just fucking, just run, don't even play around, um, and you know, I, I, something about a game not having a shop, a meaningful shop, like just, I don't know. I'm not like, I feel like I should have been able to go buy potions or like a, like a bag of apples to use on the road or something like, I, I don't feel like there was enough of that in this game. And, you know, like you said, just not, just not having you know, health on the reg was, was quite trifling. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and rate it for me? Why don't you, would you score it? Uh, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Two out of five. Really? Oh man. I, yes. I don't think I'm that, I'm going to be that bad. And I'm going to give it a three out of five. You know, it's, um, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's phenomenal. Um, I know we're going to piss Blaine off with this, but yeah, I just don't, I mean, it is fun. But I, I think it, it does not succeed in a lot of the ways it wants to. My issue with it, which is going to piss off Blaine, I guess, is that even though he says don't do it, it feels like a really bad Zelda clone. Yeah. Like, like it, the game itself is okay, but having played like Link to the Past so many fucking times, like playing it through, that game has so much more to it. And this game came out, like I think, three years after that. And, like... If you're going to base it off of something that, that was better and you don't at least even like get a little bit less than it, like this felt mm-hmm. like. Well, they... let's, let's put it to you this way. Uh, if you, you. Next Tech, okay? The deal with Next Tech, the people that developed this game that made this game, their sole purpose is they make games that other people want them to make. They don't publish them, they don't do anything. Somebody comes to them, say, We want X, make it for us, okay? So that to me, in my mind, stands that. Seeing this game was originally published by Sega overseas before it was published by, you know, brought to North America by Atlas, 
that that is Sega going out and finding a third-party developer saying, we need a title like this. Make it. And... I mean, I guess that makes sense because there's no passion in it. There, it's apparent, like I said, there, it's it's different enough gameplay-wise from um, A Link to the Past for me to not instantly put them in the same bucket. When we get to visuals, however, it becomes much more like it's so much harder for me to to separate the two um, in general. So, but we'll talk about that later. So. I'm giving it a three. Nick's giving it a two. For the first break, uh, the song I have chosen is the intro theme. And that's simply because I feel like if we don't talk about the intro theme, you know, plus Nick chose probably the two best tracks for his two. He got me back. Good for him. But no, uh, it's it's a building. It's sort of a, a storytelling piece. I really enjoyed it. So have a listen. We come back. We will talk about story. Why don't you lay this before I let you lay out this plot for me? Um, when I beat this game, I I had no no fucking clue as to what happened other than uh, I ended up, I was talking to animals like there was a reason I was talking to animals. There were monsters, then there were not monsters, then there were monsters. But why it was so convoluted and piecemeal that I stopped caring. It was more like, where do I go to get this done? The story was not pulling me forward in any way whatsoever. So why don't you give me a breakdown of what the story actually was, and then we'll talk about it a little more. Well, I can't can't promise this is going to be actually 
like a proper analysis like this oh this is exactly what the story was because i'm just going off what i kind of interpreted out of it okay um and i wrote this down so i'll be reading off of it that way i could kind of maintain a semblance of uh linearity i guess um so like the first paragraph or so is going to be information that's presented to you before you even start the game it's that pre uh preload like a plot shit that games have sometimes Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. essentially uh we find out um that uh, way, way in the past, the world is kind of uh, populated by humans, animals, and monsters. Um, and it was called like, the Age of Darkness. Uh, then one day, a beam of light came out of nowhere and struck the land, and many of the do- monsters died, but it didn't kill every single one. Uh, and it brought light and destiny to the land. Uh, many years after that, humanity evolved from whatever state they were in to the state they are now. They kind of conquered the surface world, um, and built their uh, cities and whatever. Um, but because the monsters weren't extinct yet, uh, they had just been hidden, hidden, hiding underground and kind of reproducing, increasing their numbers. Um, they were waiting for their chance to come up to the service world and conquer the world or whatever. Uh, that's when the game kind of starts. So your hero is 14 years old. It's his birthday. Uh, and then apparently in this world, every 14-year-old gets to go to the king and get a like they get granted a sword and they get to go on an adventure. Um, so... Well, doesn't he take his dad's sword? Yeah, but I think it's implied that if you don't have one, like, you get one. Oh, okay, all right. Um, Yeah, he's like, his dad died in battle or something, and that's that's literally the only time you get your dad referenced in the game, so it really doesn't matter for shit. Uh, On your way to the castle, you see another hero named Amon or something, Amon, talk to the king, get rewarded with a weapon, and he leaves. He's going on an adventure or something. Um... So, like, before you can actually do any adventuring, you have to pass, like, some training things. You go to Rafflesia training grounds or whatever, pass the first course, learn how to throw your sword. Um, and then uh, you go into town again, and this dude's like, uh, like, I found, if I wasn't, like, I don't know how this was for you, but I was using a guide, so it told me where to go. But did you have to, like, randomly talk to people before you can continue, or just kind of went on your way? At which point again, I'm sorry? Um, did you have to like randomly talk to people to continue plot devices? Cause I already knew where to go. Um, I, only time I remember randomly talking to people, um, was like to get out of my house. <laughs> like, like, all right, yeah. how do I fucking leave my house? <laughs> um, but outside of that, I think most times everything went, went along just fine, but that's mostly because when I'm not following a walkthrough, I have this habit of like talking to everyone and then kind of double talking sometimes like, uh, especially if, uh, you know, they have a pretty unique looking Sprite or a face portrait or something like that. Uh, I, I see if there are dialogue changes, but other than that, like I didn't really have any, have any problems. Um, okay. I was just double checking because the guy that was following was like, talk to this person at certain points and talk to that person or whatever. Um, so you go on to this like valley place and you and, have to, sorry to interrupt you, but it, there's really not a ton of people to be honest. Like, so I, typically I didn't, I mean, there's not a whole lot of people to talk to. It's not like a, like a final fantasy game where you go to town and there's like 30 NPCs in there and talking to each one of them would take you four days. So it really it, it didn't end up being a problem. Okay. Um, that's cool. Like, uh, like I only mentioned it because, like, the the guy specifically was like, before you continue, you have to talk to this old dude. He's like, yeah, I can't get to Iris because the mountain pass is blocked. And I haven't learned how to throw my sword yet, or some shit. So That's very possible. 
Uh, but anyway, so you go to this next place, randomly, like, fall down into this cabin where a wolf said he's going to eat a grandma. That's the first boss of the game. Kill the wolf. Grandma's like, oh, yeah. Um, this fortune teller told me one of the, she was going to meet you here or whatever. And then, so you go back to town. You talk to the fortune teller. She steals your voice. You can only talk to animals and plants now. So that's how you start accruing your animal companions. Um, you also, if you try to talk to a person, you get a bunch of, like, random symbols. Uh, so it's evident that you can't talk to them anymore. Um, from this point on, you just kind of, as far as I'm aware, go from zone to zone, killing monsters, saving animals, um, until you get to the Tower of Babel thing, uh, and you get to the top, uh, somebody, some of the animal tells you, like, oh, there's, a some giant plant thing, uh, or I used to... Like, at my home castle, you have to go get it, and that'll let you reach up to the sky. So you go get this plant seed, then you go up into the land of peace, and then, like, uh, you go and you go through there, then, like, you go to some place where there's, like, a fucking mirror thing, and you have to have your dog equipped, and you go into the thing, and then you, like, you set, step on some switches, and then this night dragon thing comes out that has a sword and a shield, and it's, like, I, I don't remember it verbatim, but she said something like, uh, I followed you here now, but uh, and now I'm going to uh, dispatch you and take over the world or some shit. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck. Where did yeah, you come from? Yeah, Who are you? I don't, okay. And so you kill it, and then that's the end of that. Like, that's the end of that plot thing. Uh, and then essentially, um, like, you just thump, like you go back down. Somehow uh, you get put into the past. This like, is, yeah, this is where I lost track of everything that was happening. I'm like, I, I, I have no idea what's happening. Like, so from what from what I can interpret is because you went up to the land of peace and disturbed the peace, but you brought war up there or some bullshit, uh, it disrupted the state of the world. And so, like, there's, it's snowing now in one of the towns, which, by the way, fuck that shit, because everything being white caused me no end of problem but i guess i'll get into the visuals later jesus um you go to this you go back to this town um some grandma's like oh oh yeah you can magically talk to people again now that just happened like you it's not really explained but you can understand people again um so you talk to this grandma and she's like oh i don't know what happened to these magic shoes but i got transported into the past one time via this tornado and these magic shoes brought me back so you go talk to this plant you pay 50 bucks for a secret, and it's like, oh, yeah, just stand over on top of this pit, and there's a tornado that'll take you to the past. So you do that, um, and then you get these shoes, and then you get back to the world map, and you'll see, like, a tornado over a dungeon or a place you went before. So it's not really – it's not explained at all. I'm from I'm interpreting from this is that you go to that place, jump in another tornado, and you end up in the past. But it doesn't show this. You just go to that place and – Everything looks a little bit different. Do you do some new plot device thing? And then all of a sudden you're back in the present. Then you go to the next place. You do the same fucking thing. You kill some monsters or some plot device thing. You're back in plot present. Eventually you go, it's like this lake that's been in the middle of the map. You can never really get to until you get the dinosaur thing, but nothing happened there. Anyway, you get there, you get to the end of the dungeon and you see these monsters and the mother of all monsters. She talks about like, People, uh, other monsters have tried to fix whatever problem there is. They're just trying to get back to the world that they came from. They're all from an alternate dimension. And you're like, like okay, that's that's cool. 
Um, and then you have to go in and fight the five senses. Uh, taste, oh, yeah. Touch, Fuck that fight. Sound, uh, sight, uh, taste, touch, sound, sight. Or the fuck the last one is. I can't remember. Um, yeah, so those are all, like, there's each one of them is an individual encounter. Some of them are easy as shit. The one that confused the fuck out of me, I think, was smell. Like, he had to bring the thing over a spike, like this floor, jump mm-hmm. on the floor, and yeah. spikes would come up, and they do it, like, six times. I'm like, this is whatever. Uh, you do that. A door opens in the middle of the room. You go into that one, and you fight this floating space eyeball thing. They have to use one of the special animals to open its eye up, and then you switch to another animal and do damage to it and shit. Uh, you kill that. Then, apparently, uh, because you're in the past now, um, still, like, you change some, like, the whole world gets fucked up, the portal to the alternate dimension opens up, all the monsters get sucked into the alternate dimension, so now there's no more monsters in this world, and then everything's hunky-dory after that. Uh, the ending is pretty much, uh, you can take your dog for a walk, and then you watch the credits, and you are on a walk with your dog, and all the animal companions you found come and visit you, and they walk with you. enjoy enjoy like i don't that's what i got from the plot it's about it's about pretty close to where i was with uh i don't know man it's so weird like it just feels like there should be more dialogue <laughs> like there's well, it, it doesn't help that they like literally made you unable to talk to npcs for half the game that's true that's true so i, I I don't know, man. It just, it's so weird. It's so strange. And it's just not, I mean, I'm okay with a big complex plot as, you know, it just, you have there's to, gaps. there's gotta, so many gaps in this. You got to, like, in contradictions, you got to explain to me, you got to give me something. Like if, if you're going to have this really complex world building thing, like there has to be nuggets of information for me to piece together some sort of logical through line, but this has none of that. Is none of that. It's just one oh. fucking goofy boss to a next. There's also like I guess like an underlying theme which is like love everything equally because like the monsters are like I don't know why humans don't like us. We're we're not all evil. Blah blah blah. We're just like humans. There's good and bad monsters and. We're just following like our that. nature and you know, that kind of stuff. Like, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, uh, do you have any pros for the story in this one? Um, there, it was a different take on the origin of monsters in the world. Like it, they came from another dimension and you send them back. Yeah. Which I don't think has ever been done before as far as I can recall. But, uh, that's about it. Cause the cons I've got are pretty much that the plot was, kind of not there it was what was there was really short and like like just fucking thrown about and it's all fucking confusing and a lot of the dialogue that you get to explain what's going on in in some of these boss fights is so incredibly vague and cryptic it's like yep i guess maybe you were telling me something i have no idea so hey man yeah i i don't have any pros really other than like he said i mean the coming from an alternate dimension is kind of cool i guess um, but it's like, it's still not in- entirely awesome. Um, I guess it's better than no story, I suppose. 
I guess. Uh, like, I guess to make another comparison, and I hate to do this, but like, it's the only thing I've really got com- close to this. Like Zelda, there's not a lot of plot to that either, but it's a coherent story. Yeah. Like, okay, some guy kidnapped the princess. You get thrown into this alternate demon dimension world. You got to make it back and kill the bad guy and save the princess and save the world or whatever. Like, okay, it's tropey. But like, there's it. It follows through. Like, this is just a fucking mess. yeah. Um, a short, a relatively short, top-down action RPG. I don't think is the best place to tell a complex story. Really, um, you think of any even you know. Let's let's cast uh, link to the past aside and talk about just any good uh, 16-bit era top-down action RPG. But however many you say well, there are out there. East, East had uh, pretty good stories. Yes, but think about how many beats there are to those stories. While they're good stories, there aren't that many beats. It's basically your hero is off to save a princess, really, or a goddess, whatever, uh, a, a damsel in distress. And there's just, it's the setbacks are the difficulty of the world and your hero not being necessarily a hero um, yet or whatever. Like, it's not, like, there aren't really plot connections to each dungeon you go to. You simply go there because it is a, the, you know, there's a treasure you need or it's it's how you get from this area to the next area. You know what I mean? Where this game yeah. tries to give you a plot hook for every dungeon and boss fight, which I think in the grand scheme sort of twists it up and makes it real convoluted and kind of stupid, um, in my opinion. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's just my, my take on it. So, if you're going to rate it, what are you going to rate it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. Yeah, that's where I'm at. 2 out of 5. It's, it's better than no story. Um... It's not the worst plot we've seen um, like on the show, but it's, it, like it's it definitely promise, not good. Yeah, but they didn't like they just, they just didn't do it well enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so uh, for the next musical break, what is your first choice? Uh, the title is Battle Three, and it's I would say it's probably the best track of the game. Isn't it the, it's the yeah. Leviathan fight encounter right? Uh, I think it's from that point on. It's all the Boss counters. Okay, that seems that seems legit. Um, like it's got like that that really in your face kind of vibe, um, and it's. And I just feel like it's when you're fight when you're, if you're fighting a boss, it it's the song that fits most in this game. Excellent, fantastic. Well, let's take a listen to that, and we come back. We were talking about visuals and music.
so this this is the, this is the category here where we talk about how the game looks and how we feel about that and this is to me the closest it gets to where I see um, people compare it to Legend of Zelda okay and that's because it, I mean you've got the bushes that you hack to become a, a, a stump like the the buildings look the same like everything looks so much the same except it's this weird muted palette um really so i mean are you feeling me there like i mean am i am i am i off base on that um uh, i didn't it didn't feel muted to me it felt all right well i mean i'm talking about like a lot of the ground design cuz you think about legend of zelda you get this bright vibrant green oh. grass and bright blue water and that kind of thing like this is like if there was no way for me to tell that the poison toxic patches were poison toxic patches until I walked over one and got hurt like it it didn't look that different from what I would think sand would look like you understand what I'm saying yeah I got you now I definitely can agree on that so uh but uh you know Outside of that, you know, you look at the character and some of the animals, uh, you know, it, it, here's my thing, okay? This game to me looked, especially with the bosses, with the exception of maybe the Sword and Shield boss and Leviathan, everything just looks so fucking goofy, dog. Oh my god. Just everything just looked goofy. Did you feel did you feel any any the same way on that? Like to me, just everything felt goofy. I can agree with that. Um, like uh, it was a, like typical like Japanesey type vibe where they don't they're not trying to take it too seriously. So like it's it, it gets that like kind of middle thing where it looks okay, but it's not cool. Like if it if the monster had been animated or I guess drawn in such a way that it maybe not was the best kind of design but it still looked like menacing or something then it would have been an improvement over like a fucking wacky ass wolf with like uh like random shapes flying out of its head or the octopus with two two tentacles like what the fuck is that yeah like i don't don't know also that like shuffle thing what the fuck was that thing like what was it supposed to be like i don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be like that green thing that was like the second or third boss or something like that it like split up to eight parts and it was a like a like one of those uh ball under the cup games pretty much where you had yeah. to figure out follow the right fucking one like what is that supposed to be i don't understand what the fuck i'm looking at nope no idea and then you get the weird armadillo boss that splits into multiple balls that you have to individually kill like that was that was also a really weird fight like I mean, I'll give it this. Like, back to gameplay, each each boss fight was unique. Like, that should have been a pro in 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 gameplay. They were each unique. Does that mean it's great? Probably not. But they were each unique. Some of them did some really cool things. Uh, shuffle excluded, because that was stupid. But uh, how do you, other than the bosses, like, how do you feel about the general, like, uh, enemy appearances on the map like each of the monsters like i mean my only complaint with the monsters was that there was minimal like variety per location like you saw the same one or two monsters every like in that particular map where you went and i guess 
Um, it's kind of a staple of the, the genre or whatever, but like, I saw like 20 fucking tree stumps throwing the top of the tree stump at me, and I'm like, okay. Like, whatever. I've seen it once. It didn't look that great. It looked okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, like, that's really only the bad thing I, I have about it. Uh, other than when uh, that town got snowed over and I couldn't fucking see anything because it all looked white. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck I'm looking at here. Uh, like, even the monsters turned white. I'm like, this is fucking stupid as shit. This is dumb. But whatever. Um, I thought everything else looked great, like, because it almost perfectly copied Legend of Zelda's style. Like, everything looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the character animations were pretty good. Like the building details, everything was great. Um, I I liked the variety that they had in enemy types over the course of the game, and I thought a lot of the bosses uh, were designed pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside for those two pretty big problems I had with it, I thought the visuals were pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm I'm that level. Like I thought. Like, uh, like I said, I thought everything kind of looked duller. It could have been like, if you're going to go that goofy with the bosses, like make the outdoor world more vibrant and colorful. Uh, cause to me, it's like, you're going through an area that looks dark. It looks dangerous. It looks, uh, you know, it, it's got a more realistic, um, color to it. But then I get to a boss that doesn't sort of match its surroundings. Like they kind of contradicted each other, not to say that the, uh, animations or, uh, execution of either of those things was particularly bad. It's just that it was a jarring sort of experience for me. Um, like you said, the animations were fluid, the monsters and the hero moved around fluidly. It did look a little jank when the, when your pets kind of whipped around you on the opposite side. Like, I don't know, like they just seemed a little weird, but I get what's happening there. Um, but yeah, no, it, 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 it borrows so heavily, so heavily from, uh, Legend of Zelda, and when you have so many other action RPGs on the platform, um, the Genesis that is, that don't look anything like it, it's just such a such a smack in the face when you see those exact same uh, visual tropes that you would see in that game. I, 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 trope is just, the, I guess, that's probably not the right word to say, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Where it's like, uh, this is the way they did it, and you're the only other one that seems to be wanting to do it this way. Um, is a little a little weird. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. So oh, I also got to say I was I almost had like a mini heart attack at the beginning of the game where I went to the Vesalia training grounds or whatever, uh-huh. and like I got too close to either the left or the right side of the screen, and like the foliage started coming in and blocking shit out. Yeah, that was weird. That that is like my least favorite thing about, about some two D games is when they have uh, like foreground things blocking shit, and like I was. I was like, I was like maybe like what fifteen minutes into the game, I'm like, mm-hmm. if this fucking happens everywhere I go, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. Thank God it didn't, and that was the only place it happens. But I was, I was about this game would have gotten a, a really low score just for that. Yeah, that was weird. Um, I was also glad to see that that didn't carry forward. But um, do you have anything else to add as far as how the game looked or f- felt uh, visually? Uh, not really. 
All right, well then score it for me. Uh, I'd give it a four to five. Four to five. I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. Um, like I say, it's above average. It's not. It's probably not my favorite thing to look at, but it's not the. Like I said, it's above average. It's it's good. So uh, ne- up next is music, and who did the music in this piece for us? Who did the, this game? I should say. I shouldn't say piece when we're not actually talking about a particular song. Um. As far as I'm aware, it was composed by Motokazu Shinoda, um, but I saw that uh, Noriyuki Iwadare was referenced or ex-credited in the credits at the end of the game, and then I looked it up and saw apparently he only did arrangements for it for some songs. Okay. Um, and I know War Song, mm-hmm. the musical thing was composed by him, and uh, I think of the there may be one or two games you're playing in the season four that are being composed by him as well. He's he's set to be quite a prolific uh, composer for the RPG show. So, but that's cool. Uh, look, the problem is I think he only did like maybe like thirty something games. So we're about. I don't think we're gonna pick, uh, play some of them because I think some of them are arcade games from like the early. And then 90s, I, wasn't didn't he have a lot of newer credits? Like he's like those 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 Ace Attorney games and stuff like that. I think so. Uh, let's find out. Well, while you're looking that up, um, the music in this game is I don't know. It's to me, it's above average, above the average Genesis title um, because I think we said before, like you're either into the Genesis sound or you're not. Like. Uh, I don't have a problem with the Genesis sound. I think it it sounds it sounds different. It sounds it doesn't to me. It's not that farty or whatever people like to call it. Um, to me, it's 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 just different. It's meant to 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 handle different types of music than um, its competitor would have. So to me, um, a lot of the soundtrack does sound sort of um, like other things you might find on the Genesis, but it also does do a lot of those adventure RPG-type tropes in its music. Um, that being said, there are quite a few tracks that are... I might have muted while I played through those zones. Um, but, you know, there, there are a few where where it gets it pretty good. So, um, how, in general, how do you feel about the music and sound design in this game there, Nick? Uh, well, quick, uh, it looks like you're right. Iwadari does a lot of the newer Phoenix Wright stuff, but he also did Grandia and the Lunar Games, so we'll probably hear him on that if we ever play those. Okay. Um, but I felt like, uh, in general, like the sound effects for this game were okay, uh, but a lot of them seemed to be borrowed from other Sega games. Like, I swear to mm-hmm. God, the jumping animation uh, sound was Sonic jumping. That seems fair. Um, in general, the music was kind of generic sounding, uh, I don't really say that anything was memorable, and in some areas, I like I ran through them as fast as I could because I didn't want to hear the music anymore. Okay, um, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was, it was too gen- generic. Like I said, it's, it's probably one of those since music is subjective, um, and you know the Sega versus SNES discussion will go on till the end of time. Uh, I just think you're, you're either into the way games sounded on the Genesis or you're not. So. Um, and to me, like, you know, uh, since I, I'm nostalgic for that, that sound, I like, uh, I like the way the system can do some of those harder rock songs. Um, it just, you know, 
I'm with you. I understand where a lot of it can sound similar, and I'm pretty sure you're right as far as the a lot of the sound effects seemed borrowed. Um, but so were a lot of the visual effects. So <laughs> uh. that's true. <laughs> like when the when they did the songs good, like the like the Battle Three song, like they did it good, but uh, just it felt like some of it was not just not memorable. And if I had mm-hmm. to listen to that damn Plaza song again. I would probably shoot myself. Good thing you didn't have to go there very often. You know, I think I'd actually rather listen to that Fantasy uh, Star 4 song with the fucking dogs barking over that Plaza song. Oh, no. What, what was the one on the beach? Oh, my God, for this song. Like, when you, oh, my God, that was the worst. Well, they did a good job kind of matching the locales thematically to the music because it was kind of beachy sounding. But it doesn't mean it's good. No, it doesn't. Like, uh, just don't stop. Yeah, just stop, stop with this Genesis crap. Yeah, so uh, that's that's um, that's basically that. Uh, I, I, what are you gonna What are you gonna rate it? Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Okay, um, I'm also gonna give it a three. You know, it's just uh, yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is. It does what it does well and doesn't do what it doesn't do well. So before we move into overall, we're gonna take another musical break. In this one. I picked uh, the Training Grounds theme song. It's it's your your bright kind of poppy um, adventure tune. You know, um, it's probably the only one I could you know uh, hum off memory if you put me to it. So uh, we're gonna take a quick listen to that, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about our overall experience and replayability. <laughs> experience 
Um, this is a game, like, I say this every time, my overall experience is expectations versus reality thing. Like, you know, what was I expecting going in? How do I feel coming out uh, the other side? And this is a game that's that, that gets a lot of, uh, it's uh, one of the you know, best games you never played. It's a hidden gem. And while I can agree it is a, uh, as my scores have justified thus far, it is a on par, if not in some areas a little above, a little below in other areas, action RPG for the 16-bit era. It is a game that I don't think enough people have played because uh, there's not a whole lot of information out there other than it's rare and it's expensive. Um, and here's the thing with with Hidden Gems, though. When you put it against big, memorable titles, they it is harder to hold these, these, um, these games up, especially when you're on more mainstream systems. Like, I can understand when you talk about uh, systems that the system itself was was more obscure and you can find these these really great gems hidden away on those those consoles but when you're talking about a mainstream uh console and a game that didn't get printed a lot if it had been phenomenal if it had been on the level of some of the super memorable triple a type titles like if it had been that good it wouldn't be rare it would have got reprints Am I wrong? I think that's completely right. So, well, for most cases, I guess it depends on the dev. Like Atlas is really known for doing very, very low prints of other games. That's that's. I, but at the time, I think I think we would have seen or heard more about it. Like it, it would. I don't think it would be the hidden gem that it is today, if it had been as good as what people like to compare it to. I don't know. I feel like Hidden Gem is uh, a bit of a misnomer, just like it was for uh, Star Tropics. That's I don't know if Star Tropics was a hidden gem. Like uh, some of the way some of these reviews go with these things. Yeah, I mean, that. it just it's a lot. It's a lot of people like to use that term hidden gem because it's it's clickbait, right? Hidden gem or like fifteen games that you've never played but should you know like it's clickbait shit. Top one hundred hidden gems. That's not. That's not how that works, man. I would say if you were a fan of Genesis, you were a fan of action RPGs, um, I say play it. Like, for sure. Um, it's fun. You know, each of the bosses is unique. Um, it, it has its challenges. It has its shortcomings. But it also has its its shining moments. And uh, it's it's... For me, it was a good time. It was a good playthrough. Now, it wasn't quite the hype that i was feeling going into it because i you know i booted it up we were looking at it we decided to play it i'm like okay 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 i think i'm in think i'm in think i'm in and you know um it just came out it's like okay that was a game that's uh not something it's not something that i would be super hyped about or would recommend ever anyone paying a hundred dollars for i don't even think i'd recommend someone paying sixty dollars for it but i do recommend you play it i do recommend you beat it i do recommend you experience it and it's not going to be a terrible time, in my opinion. So overall experience for me, I'm going to give it a three point five. Nick, um, I'm kind of in agreement with you, where it's definitely not worth whatever price tag is being put on for it. 
but I mean, I would say only if you're a fan of this gameplay should you play this. Otherwise, it's passable. I will probably never play this again. Yeah. Um, I probably won't even remember fondly playing it. Like it was. But a when game there's there's so many action platformer action RPGs that are just utter garbage. Some of them unplayable. Like. I think it's like, one of the ones you not, can you can go and play. It's definitely not unplayable. It's definitely a playable game. I mean, we beat it, so it's not yeah. unplayable. It's it's not like it's not a bad game. It's just if I had if like if I had I guess not, what like fifteen Sega Genesis games to bring with me onto an abandoned island or whatever. Like uh, I don't know, I'd bring this one. Yeah. So I'll probably give it a three out of five. Three? That's I mean that's fair. Like I I think it's run of the mill, and uh, you know, going back for a lot of people revisiting old games, something when something is average or par for the course, like I think that's that's a win most times because when you're digging back into these back catalogs of old games, sixteen bit, you know, and even further back, there was there was a lot of stuff that was just rushed thrown out there that's utter garbage just truly trash and um the fact that it's playable it's not um you know i don't know like i just there's something to be said for a game that that is basically what it promises so oh it's not like it's not like it's good but it's not bad it's just it's crusader of senti yeah it's crusader of senti man hey uh I'd recommend people play it again. I might play it again. Who knows? Like, I mean, if I'm on a trip and I can only emulate Sega Genesis, I might play it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, now for your least favorite category, Nick. We have replayability. And I'll go first. Uh, I don't think this game has a lot to offer in subsequent playthroughs other than trying out new animals uh, there's not a whole lot of variety in your choices as far as beating the game, proceeding through the game. Um, and then again, you're required to use certain animals at certain points in certain boss fights. So there's even then you're kind of limited in what you can do there. So for me, it's getting a two replayability. Where are you at, Nick? Uh, pretty much the same thing that you said. Um, you've played the game once. You've played. You're gonna have to play it pretty much the same way every single time. Um, because there are puzzles that are locked. Uh, or I guess that they're. I, I don't know. I guess locked behind having a certain animal. That's the proper way to say it. Um, even mixing up things in combat doesn't really matter too much because the only things that would really affect combat are like what element you're throwing out there or whether you use an element or not on your sword or whatever so um it doesn't really leave a lot of room for mixing and matching the different animals to try to try to get different results try to beat a boss a different way because it's all pretty much every everything has a specific way to solve whatever problem and you have to do it that way and once you've done it you're not unless you really really love the game for whatever reason i don't think there's any reason to play the game again so i'm giving it a one all righty all right, let's take our last musical break. You have one more track picked out for us, Nick. What is it? Why did you choose it? Um, it is Castle of Fresia, which is the ice level. Uh, or I guess maybe it's Frisia. I don't know if I can pronounce that. Um, I feel like it did a really good 
drop of capturing that ice level feel like because you know every fucking level has got to have like an icy sounding stage if it's ice it's got to have like a fiery sounding stage if it's a fire level um and it was it's kind of a, a slower more melodic sound to it uh, as opposed to a, one of those harsh rocky uh sounding songs um and uh, it's probably the second best song in the game i would say that's a fair assumption. Let's take a listen to it. and we come back, we're going to answer your listener questions, talk about what we're playing next, and close this bitch out. So since we only had two weeks uh, this time, and it's also a pretty obscure title, don't have that many listener questions from the Discord this time. Uh, we have a grand total of three here. First up, uh, Blaine asked how we felt about the Sonic cameo. Uh, I guess I feel the same about it as I would like a Mario cameo in a in a Nintendo game. Like it's okay, it's there. Wasn't too in the face, so I mean. Uh, like, when I walked up on Sonic, I'm like, of course Sonic's in a Sega game. Like, wasn't he not, did he not make a cameo, cameo in fucking every Sega game for the first, I don't like, know. X years of Sega games? Like, I swear to God, I've played a lot of the Genesis games, and they, like, most of them have a Sonic cameo in them or something, like, somewhere. It's like, okay, if the first time that you play a game, maybe, like, oh, that's cool, Sonic's here. But, like, the 20th time you play a game and you see Sonic again, it's like, Oh, oh, yeah, you put Sonic in here again. Well, fuck, yeah, great. Eh, well, Nintendo does it with Mario, so it is what it is, man. Yeah, I don't like that either. Like, I cameos do nothing for me. Like, I don't get the fucking point. Like, oh, yeah, just a reminder, this is a fucking Sega game, or this is a Nintendo game, here's our mascot. Ugh. It, it takes me more to the game than it does, like boost anything for me because i'm like well there goes whatever immersion i was getting yeah it's, it's kind of the same problem i'm starting to have with stan lee cameos and marvel movies where it's like okay when are we getting to it let's get it out the way so 
But anyway, that's fair. Uh, uh, Blaine told us not to compare it to Zelda. It's kind of hard not to because it's when you look at it, it's so in your face and knowing the history of uh, Next Tech or their 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 deal, it's hard not to see where you know Sega just decided to hire somebody to try and get a competitor out there. Um, but I think it plays differently enough. You know, I don't think they're really um, in the same bucket other than than how they look personally. Where do you where do you fall on the Zelda comparison, Nick? Um, like they're they're only different in such that like you can a- you actually utilize your sword swinging in fucking Zelda, uh, and then maybe like the circle spin attack by charging it down every once in a while. Whereas this one, you never rely on your sword swinging, and you just always want to throw the sword. Uh, like you get less variety in tool selection because your pets don't really do much for you. Uh, whereas you can use the different tools in like a Zelda game. In different ways, uh, so there's not really plat- a whole lot of platforming in Link to the Past either. Um, not, not, there not in some, the, like not in the can... traditional like jump from here to there kind of way. Uh, I don't think so. Like I can't remember which one it is, but there's one game where you get like a feather. I think it might be like a the Game Boy one. Hmm. Uh, so there's platforming there. Like I know. Uh, like Zelda doesn't do a lot of jumping. I think you just have to like stand on platforms and let them move. That's their your platforming. Yeah, they didn't do they didn't really do jumping until you got to uh, Ocarina of Time, and I mean, well, of course Zelda two. Of course, you got the side scroller, which is is a fine game in its own right. Like I think people dismissed that game too quickly, but yeah. I've never played it. I'm not a big Zelda fan either. So yeah, but that's where know, that's but... where we sit on it. I guess. I mean. It is what it is. Um, and then C10 asked, are, is it in our top 20 Genesis games? Like, I don't know. I'd have to sit down and come up with the top 20 games I've played on the Genesis. I don't think it would be. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Genesis, so I think it's top 25 for sure, but I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. I'd have to sit down and think about that one. Uh, for me, I don't know that i've played it that many so i guess by default this makes my top 20 uh because aside for the ones we played for the show and aside of like sonic games yeah I and i'd have, to, I'd have to replay all of the genesis games i've played too because i've played there's a lot of them i've played that i haven't played in you know over a decade and i don't know how they hold up like i can't i can't look at crusader of Senti in my modern way of viewing games and compare it to something i played 10 years ago with you know nostalgic goggles on like that wouldn't be fair so I will say I had more fun playing this than I did War Song, so I guess it's above uh, War Song on my Genesis list. Oh boy! Well, there is that. You got that. Can't believe we did two Genesis games back to back. That seems weird. Well, it's it wasn't planned. Well, and for a show like so, when you you talk about a show that does like, oh, we're gonna do a podcast about old RPGs. Like you didn't like. I never thought to myself, well, fuck, we'd certainly have a whole lot of Sega Genesis games under our belt by the end of <laughs> year three, but we kind of do. So, uh, hey, go figure, right? Yep. So uh, that's basically it as far as listener questions. Um, what are we playing next? I don't have the list in front of me. Do you have it? Final Fantasy Legends 2. Yes. And, and uh, uh, we're playing that with James, I think. Yeah, I, he said I need to check in with him, make sure he's still game. I know December's a hard month to lock down time and record, but... 
he said he wanted to, so I'll, I'll send him an email, see if he's still into that um, Legend uh, Final Fantasy Legend 2. That's kind of cool. Uh, what's after that? Is it? It's uh, Albert's Odyssey, right? Yes. Okay, so maybe I should probably... I should probably... Then, um... Shit, hold on. I think it's Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, right? I was going to say that, but I wasn't 100% sure because I closed the thing out. That's fine. Well, I mean, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, it's that one, and it'll be the last uh, review of the year. Yep, so uh, we'll get those knocked out real quick in a hurry. No, actually, we won't because we're terrible procrastinators. We'll beat it a week before we have to do the review because that's how we do our shit. But anyway, uh, if you have, uh, you take umbrage with our assessment of Cruder's Seder Ascenti, please send us an email. That's podcast at therpgshow.com. You can shout at us on Twitter as well. That's at therpgpodcast. You can visit our website at therpgshow.com. We have a disc with links to our Discord and all kinds of shit there. So go heading out of the Discord. And I will say, if you're going to be doing your Christmas shopping, on Amazon, go to the website, click on our affiliate link, and do all of your shopping through there. It won't cost you a bit extra, but a little tiny portion of it comes back to us. So we know uh, how Amazon soaked up that 50% of all online uh, Black Friday sales this year. Uh, sell at the, some like some like ridiculous billions in online sales for the Black Friday shopping week. So uh, yeah, take some of that money from them and give it to us. Stop the owner of Amazon has uh, officially become like the richest man in the world now with like value of over $100 billion. So he's not going to miss whatever money. Yeah, he yeah. yeah, just fucking yeah, just take it right out of his pocket, put it in ours so we can get better equipment, stuff to do, whatever else we want to provide content for you lovely fuckos. So until next time. All three of you. That's No, that's not true. There's more than just, there's only... Well, I mean, there's more than that to talk to us on a regular basis. I don't know what you're talking about. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Peace in the Middle East. I know what you're thinking. You were thinking, hey, Brent, I thought I was done here. I thought I was done listening to your voice. But it seems like with us recording late at night, we just get real stupid and we forget very important things. You know what those important things are? It's our buddies Blaine and James over at the Is It Worth It podcast, part of the Retro RPG Podcast podcast feed. They're great put out excellent content even though i think most of you listening to the show already listen to them but if you're not head on over there check them out be sure to give them a shout until next time goodbye everybody